This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Dr. Vic. And before I jump into this awesome interview I had with Sarah, I wanted to just sum up a little bit about how great this interview was for me and just in general. We'll be diving into a concept about talking with your spirit guides. Now, for some people, that may seem very foreign, um, but it's really... um, You know, there's a quote that always been stated, and I share this in the interview about how in life, if you you if you truly knew who was walking with you, you would never be alone. And so Sarah really shares a lot about herself, a lot about her self-awareness in the sense of meditation, in the sense of journeying, shamanic journeys, in the sense of connecting with your spirit guides and how they play a role in her life and how she helps her clients and people she works with to really take it to that level. And I'm really excited to get in this. This was a fun interview for me. Um, and I hope it's going to be an, I know it will be an absolutely amazing 
experience and interview for you. Maybe a little bit of eye-opener for you. Maybe a little bit of, whoa, getting a little uncomfortable with the information kind of a thing. But as I always, keep a grain, keep a, um, keep, take everything as a grain of salt and always keep an open mind because I truly believe always there's things that you can learn. So with no further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this interview. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited to have you here. I, I love uh, what you're doing and what you're up to. It's uh, um, it's right up my alley, and uh, cool. I, I have a lot of questions to ask. So we'll be uh, we definitely be diving into all that. Uh, but first, like anything in my podcast, I, I always like to let the listeners know, like the journey of how you got to where you are. Like what? Because life, I always believe, le- it's always giving you signs, and universe is always giving you hints and clues of what's totally. the best. Right, the best where you're supposed to go, even though we think we should go here. Universe is like, that's no. great. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's, that's great. Limited mind. We're we're going over this way. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Yep. So, how did you get into all this? So, you know, it's interesting. I I was definitely one of those rare people that came out of the womb going, "Oh no, like there's way more than we're being told." Like I I missed a memo somewhere because this is not this is not all. Um, and, and so even though I was raised in, in, you know, a a mostly Jewish screwed up family, I, I always just kept feeling like, but there's more, there's more, there's more. And I became really interested in the native American shaman, um, stuff at at probably elementary school or middle school because we learned about it and it kind of got put on the back shelf because I was in a real small town and there was no way for me to pursue it. Um, but eventually in adulthood, it all sort of started to come back around. Um, you know, I had been through a couple divorces and bought a house and was navigating the, the, the whole owning a house as a single woman, um, you know, the, that whole, and, you know, making ends meet and my career and like all that stuff. And I was literally sitting on my couch one day feeling pretty just stressed out about life. And out of nowhere, I hear, learn Reiki. And I'm like, okay, I've never had a Reiki treatment. I think I've heard of Reiki, but I don't really know what it is, but all right, I'm going to learn Reiki. And so I did, I took, and I went all the way up to the Reiki master teacher level. And that sort of just blew the doors wide open. You know, it was like, I had been sort of peeking in before, but this, the Reiki was just like, boom. Okay. There's this whole world that you knew existed on some level since you were born, but here it is right in front of you. And from there, it was a very quick, you know, transition to getting the sh- getting trained as a shaman and learning to do oracle cards and all of the all of the other stuff that I do. And at the same time, my heart and soul had always been very in love with the idea of teaching. I actually went to college to do high school special ed, got in front of a, that classroom, and went no. Nope, I am not the person to do this job. I so admire the people that can because there was no way. There was no way I was doing that job. Um, but I've always had that that desire to teach and to show people things and to not just not just fish for them, but to give them the you know, to teach them to fish, right? Yes. And so that's how it all kind of came together eventually <laughs> was <laughs> was to combine like my passion and, and interest in the spiritual stuff and the need for it in my own life with the desire to teach people and help other people. So that, <laughs> that's the long story, I guess. I love it. Well, you, you summed it up very short. So I, I, it's uh, very well done. Um, I love how, you know, Reiki opened the doors for you. That's uh, the same thing that happened to me. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I was in chiropractic school and I was learning 
uh, the, the sciences and everything. And I've understood yeah. the philosophy of chiropractic. Chiropractic is actually very metaphysical. Um, but yep. unfortunately, in the world today, in the public and how they see it, it's very uh, mechanistic. And it's mm-hmm. not, that's just not what chiropractic is. But um, I was like, no, I, I want to understand the depths. I, wanted, I had this yearning. I want to understand the depths of healing and the, what's, right, the, right. The, what's the, like the, the, the foundation and, and the lowest I can, or you know, how far down the rabbit hole can I go with this? Yep. <laughs> so very, very cool. You said, you, you said, excuse me. And I know you said you, you're a Jewish background. Yes. Yes. Yep. So well, how hard was it for you to make that? Or, I mean, did you have any like family holding you back when you were making this shift to go into Reiki and stuff like that? Or were they honestly so- like at that point in my life, I wasn't really that close to my family. They largely didn't even know about it. Cool. Um, and now, like, things have shifted because they always do, right? And I have a different relationship with my family. And mostly they at least shut up about it. Um, <laughs> I can't say that they're totally like, we're so supportive and we think this is amazing. But yeah. they don't dig at me either. And ultimately, if we can just keep it at that equilibrium, that's fine. <laughs> I love it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I totally know how that goes too. Um so let so what so going down the path of raking, going into teaching, um, what are some of the things that you enjoy doing when it comes to teaching? What kind of stuff? Um, well, so I really I love teaching people how to connect with their um, with their spirit guides, which mm-hmm. I, you know I learned how to do in, in my shaman training, um, and I I approach it differently to present it to the general public as opposed to people who are going the full path of becoming a shaman. Uh-huh. Um, but I love, I love teaching that because I really think that when you have that deep relationship with your spirit guides, everything in life is all of a sudden easier instead of, instead of trying to go some way and continually getting blocked and frustrated because that's the only way the universe can tell you, no, go the other way. You can actually sit down and have a conversation with your spirit guides and be like, okay, I keep getting blocked here. So what's going on and where should I be going instead? And you can actually you actually get that map. Like most people walk around feeling like, I wish I just had a roadmap or some signs or something to tell me what I'm supposed to do. When you have that relationship with your guides, you have that. (laughs) So so um, true. So I, I love teaching that. Um, But I also, at the same time, I recognize that that is more advanced. And um, so I love as an entry point to, for people, I love to just teach them how to meditate because that is like a life skill that you can use whether or not you want to know your spirit guides. Everyone can benefit from meditating. I don't care if you're nine or 99. Um, and and people, so many people feel like it's just so hard and I can't shut off my head and there's all these things and I just can't do it. The fact of the matter is anybody can do it. And it doesn't matter if you have thoughts in your head or not. People get so freaked out about, but my, my, my mind's not quiet. Well, no, of course it's not. That's why you're learning to meditate. So true. Um, for the listeners, if you don't mind, we'll take a step back real quick. And yeah. what, what are spirit guides so the listeners can know? Fair question. So the way that I define them for the general public is different than how they're defined in, in my actual shamanic work. But the way that I look at spirit guides is it's, it's animals, plants, um, angels, um, metaphysical beings like angels or dragons or whatever, even, even, um, ancestors or, or, or relatives that have passed on. But they're, they're basically things that don't exist in the realm with you and I. I mean, they may physically, like, you know, if, you, if your spirit guide's an eagle, yes, there's eagles with us, but your spirit guide is not that eagle that is, you know, flying in the sky. 
Um, but they don't, so they don't exist necessarily in the realm with us. They're on a higher plane or a different plane anyway, but they understand your life path and they know where you're supposed to go and they help you get there. <laughs> Love that. And that's in, in my book, I talk about how you create a blueprint in your life before mm-hmm. you get into this life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, totally. I, and so is it, so just, just for the listener's sake, is it spirit guides or there's something as a choice or do you just have them when you're first born? Can you keep choosing them over time? Also an awesome question. So you don't pick them. They, they pick you and they pick you before you're born. And here's the cool thing. We all have them, whether we know it or not. And where you're at in your life journey, they may change. Like you may, you know, today, if you were to meet your spirit guides today, you might have an eagle as one of your spirit guides. Awesome. But in five years from now, you might be at a different place in your life. And instead of having an eagle, you might have a snake as your spirit guide because where you're at in life has, has differed. And so, but it doesn't mean that you've lost connection with Eagle entirely. It just means that's not the, who's primarily working with you right now. Totally. Um, so, and I, and I totally get that because my Jaguar has been my Jaguar for who knows how long now. Sure. Yep. <laughs> and some of them stay with you forever. Yeah. yeah it's been uh, 10 years and he's, and still awesome. that, the energy awesome. of the Jaguar is always still around me. Awesome. Um, very, very cool. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of like the, you know, like the native Americans used to look at it. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And if, you know, they, they believed in, they would, they would, I don't know if I forget if they prayed or whatever they did, but they would seek out an animal for their energy and for what their strength was and be able to try to harness that and utilize that. Exactly. Correct it's a very, it's a, you know, it's a very, very similar concept. I, the way that I teach it though, is much more approachable than what the native Americans would have us <laughs> would have had to do. Um, because, because let's face it, not, first of all, in the modern world, nobody has a week to go sit in the, out in the wilderness and wait for the spirit guide to reveal itself. It's just not going to happen. True. So, <laughs> True. I approach it in a much more, um, I hate to be redundant, but in a much more approachable manner. Like it, yeah. it it's, it's about, it's about just, learning to meditate and then creating pathways. And I use the five senses to create those pathways awesome. for your guides to connect with you. Yeah. And so is there a way for people to, um, how to create more of a connection, a channel to connect with their spirit guides or find out maybe who their spirit guides may be? Yeah. So, so that's basically what I teach in my class. Um, gotcha. And so, so yeah, so, but essentially, I mean, the, the basic gist is, is, you meditate and you create pathways using your senses and they introduce themselves to you Cool uh, is the, ba- is the basic concept. There's a- obviously there's a lot more that goes into it and that's why there's a class. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Totally understand that's the basic that. idea. Um, and do they come? So five senses, they can come in any form. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, cool. and like, you know, at first it's going to just start off as messages and you won't necessarily know who your guide is, but you'll know it's a message and that's how it begins. And then as you continue to explore that and they realize you're paying attention, they're like, Oh, you're listening to me now. Okay. So hi, here I am. Um, You know, but first it's just about getting the messages and acknowledging that, okay, I've heard you and I see you and I understand and whatever. And just for the listeners out there, your spirit guides would love for you to know and be aware to connect with them. So much so, yes. <laughs> they, <laughs> they get, really, really would. They get so excited. Um, it's like party time in the other <laughs> realm. <that happens>. Totally. 
Uh, and I have uh, many experiences of it, so I, I totally can. Uh, um, I, 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 I hear laughter in my head, so I know the the, the mind must yeah. be laughing with me. So. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but anywho, yeah, it's it's pretty cool stuff. And and again, they're here to you know guide you in your life, and and that's why I try to tell people like I forget the quote, but they said if you oh yeah if you know who was walking with you, you can never be alone. Exactly, exactly. And and for me, like I've always been one that. Like I'll make a decision. I'm a Scorpio, right? So I and I've got four planets in Scorpio. So I will make a decision and I will dive headfirst into that decision until I run smack first into a wall and collapse, basically. And so for me, it's been really helpful because it, I will include the spirit guides in my decision making process. So I don't run into walls very much anymore. Instead, I make the decision and I go head first, but it works out <laughs> instead of being smack. Oh, why did I make this decision? <laughs> Yes, they're designed to make life a little easier. I must yes. say. <laughs> so you mentioned, you know, about meditation and yeah. using it as a big tool. And it's a big thing. And I think meditation and mindfulness is going to be a huge, I don't want, I hate to say it as a fad because it's been around for eons, but uh, I feel like in the next three, five, seven years, this is going to be, you're gonna, we're going we're gonna to be hearing a lot more about it. I agree. And I don't, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. First of all, I can't even, I'm sure you hear this too. Every, every day I hear about people talking about how stressed they are and they don't know how to manage it. And they're feeling like they're not in control of their lives. And all of that is building and building and building because the universe is saying, you people need to be meditating more. So we're going to make your life really bad until you figure this out. Oh yeah. (laughs) I couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking with a patient yesterday and we were discussing, she's like, I'm looking her, her, her task was she's got to look for the new global trends, like the global okay. shifts. So sure. I look and I'm a big tech guy and all this. And so I was like, Oh, let's, uh, I got a couple of minutes. Let's discuss this real quick. What do you have on your list? And she put a whole list down and I looked at her and I said, you got to put in mindfulness and meditation because that's mm-hmm. going to happen. And another thing I'm, I'm, I'm feeling people are going to be starting to do too is, getting out and moving back or getting connected back with nature. And yes, definitely. And, definitely. and I love how you said it's a need. It's a huge need right now. It's un- yeah. unreal. And like the universe, yeah, we're going to keep throwing things at you. We're going to be okay. persistent, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. The universe is even more stubborn than I am as a Scorpio with four planets in Scorpio. The universe is even more stubborn. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. I love it. And it's all about just reharmonizing us and which it you, is. Yeah. Been, been a very long time since we've been harmonized back with the earth so a very long time um so is there certain types of meditations you like what's your what's the what your go-to or and so forth um my go-to personally is i really like to meditate with a mantra um but that's not what i i teach what i the way that i teach it is very general and it can be applied to any style that people kind of feel you know, more compelled to go to or whatever. I basically, I approach it. I I basically approach a very introductory level with it and say, okay, you've never meditated before, or maybe you've tried and you just get frustrated because you feel like you're not getting anywhere because you can't turn off your brain, which stop trying. Um, (laughs) And, and I help guide people through the whole, like, you know, creating a space within their home or their office or their vehicle or wherever, but creating a space where they can, actually sit and meditate so that they're already, they have the, a space already prepared because that can be a huge block in and of itself is you're trying to just meditate sitting on the same couch where you watch TV. Well, that's not going to work. Yeah. So um, 
And so helping them, you know, create a space and then actually going through and discussing the whole, how you deal with the thoughts, because our brains are, are wired not to turn off. Like that was a survival thing. When we lived in caves, we were wired to be on alert at all times because it was life or death. Yep. So we're not wired to turn off our brains. And so I talk about how you don't have to actually worry about that and give some different techniques to sort of just main, remain focused rather than scattered. But it's not about turning off your brain. So true. And, and on a neurological side, I mean, uh, 50 to 70,000 thoughts happen per day throughout your brain throughout the whole entire day. And you can only focus on 40 to 50. So even when I'm, I'm teaching people on meditation and they worry about the whole, my mind, I, I have so many thoughts going on. I'm like, well, welcome to everybody else. We all right. have them. Exactly. I know. I'm like, I've been practicing meditation for like 11 years and I still have thoughts. They're still there. They don't go away. No, they're not going to. They're not supposed to. We're not made that way. So but I, lo- I love how you said focus because that's really what it comes down to. It know? is. It's, it's, about, it's about intention and, and being intentional with your focus. And that's what I try to teach people. Awesome stuff. And with meditation, though, you also do you also use it as a way, I mean, connecting with guides or how else do you use meditation for yourself? For, so I, for me, meditation is also a, a, a peek into, it's a way that I can open the door into going on a shamanic journey. And when I journey is how I have the deepest connect conversations and connections with my guides. I mean, they're with me all day long and they're, they're always yakking at me because they always have an opinion about what I should be doing, which is is a good thing. But when I really want like a really strong, deep connection, I have like something important. Like for example, my grandfather passed away um, last week, like the week (laughs) before his funeral was, thank you. The funeral was Sunday. Um, So he, after he passed away, I was feeling very like, I want to know that he is where he wanted to be after he died. Um, and so I, d- I went on a little journey and um, was given this beautiful vision of him and my grandmother. They were married for 75 years on this earth. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was given this beautiful vision of them dancing together. And he, my grandfather was hilarious he was he was always making wisecracks and so i had he in this vision he made this face that he always made right before he was about to say something wise and he said something wise in my grandmother's ear and she made this face that she always made at him and went oh herb and started laughing which was exactly how they interacted when i knew them here so it was really i was like okay so they're happy and and she only she passed away in december so it's been so we were surprised he made it this long honestly but um it was, it was very cool to, that's not, a, that's not something I could get in an everyday interaction where they're just with me. Um, so for me, meditation is a way that I'm able to then initiate that journey. I love that. Yeah. So true. Um, cause I know for me, I use meditation for a gazillion things and yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that's one of them too, that you can use where you can go. Um, but real quick, before I dive into that, um, you mentioned sh- shamanic journey. If you don't mind just yeah. again for the listeners, what, what is a shamanic journey? So it's, it basically is a heightened form of meditation where you travel to a different plane of reality. <laughs> it's the best way I can explain it there in the way that I do it. There is no, um, mind altering substances involved. I'm not into ayahuasca or, or pot or whatever people are. And that's fine. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer to do it just 
<laughs> my own my own god-given talents <laughs> i love it yeah and and i always explain like a shamanic journey too is, is different planes i call it like like different dimensions you're just going into a different sure. different dimension to uh tap in and 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 pull information and and all that good stuff yeah that's a good way of putting it too i like that um yeah because it's you know it depends i mean i've done i've done a lot of journeys in my life and it's it's one of those things where i love going into that fifth dimension it's just so loving and freeing and mm-hmm. oh and it's uh the energy there's, there's awesome. nothing like it there's nothing yeah. else like it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and people who i've connected with they're like you think five's good man go into six i'm like ah i'm not that good i'm not i'm not at that level yet to go to six or seven i like five five is where it's at for me <laughs> Um, but I digress. Um, but yeah, I mean, and again, that's the thing too. I mean, it's, um, it's just really cool how you're able to do that. And I know a lot of people hear this type of stuff and they're like, Oh, that's weird. That's, I don't know. That's, that's, yeah. that's out there type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear that, what, what's your response to all that? So uh, it, it, it's somewhat situationally dependent in terms of it depends who's saying it. True. Um, but generally my response is, everything seems weird when it's, when it's different and foreign, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's look at Galileo. He was, he was like thought of as a heretic because he was talking about stuff that science has now proven to be true. But at the time it was crazy and nuts. And he was this like horrified, you know, horrible person because he was saying all these things that we now know were actually true. And so I, I kind of feel like it's the same thing. Like it seems weird to people who haven't experienced it because it's weird to them. It's foreign, it's different. But I personally believe that if we had the scientific equipment to actually investigate these things, we'd be able to prove they were true, just like we eventually proved what Galileo said was true. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the thing. It's one of those, uh, uh, the curse and the blessing would be ahead of your time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> You know, it's it's one of those things uh, uh, where you're, you know, because my mind has always been uh, in the same state. When you're when you're in this type of a space, it, for the listeners listening, and you're in this, uh, your you, shamanic journey, connecting with your guides, um, you get information that's hard to explain. Would yes. you agree, Sarah? Completely. Yeah. It, it not only is it hard to explain. If you try to put it through a lens of logic, it will make no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It sounds like the chiropractic stuff I do because it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I always we, we we call it tonal work, and tonal is just a, another word. That's how the universe communicates on tone, sure. vibrations, yeah, yeah, frequencies. We can go all different words with it. Um, but uh, I always tell patients it's 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 random, and what that means is I never know what I'm doing until I. Check and analyze what's needed, right? Right yeah. at the moment. And it could change. Like if I find something and I let a minute go by, if I, I have to go reevaluate because it, it, it's changed already. I, I missed the mark. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, I, I completely understand. <laughs> um, I love it. And so what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's been interested in this type of stuff, but they're, they're, they're scared because they don't know? You know, and I, humans were very un- afraid of the unknown. Which yes. Oh, we definitely are. Um, how would they begin? My suggestion is, first of all, to allow yourself to be, to acknowledge that you're afraid. Like, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to, to be like, this is weird and different and I'm curious about it, but it's weird too. And that makes me ner-. like, that's okay. Be okay with the fact that you're nervous and then do it anyway. 
That's really what bravery is, right? That's what bravery is. It's like these guys that, you know, defuse bombs in a battlefield. Like, it's not that they're not afraid. It's that they're brave enough to say, I'm scared shitless and I'm doing it anyways. And I hope I can swear on your show. I'm sorry. Oh, but- of course you can. It's all raw, relevant, real. So no worries. Okay, good. So, um, it, but they do it anyways. It's the same thing. You're diffusing this bomb in your life. You're, you know, you're curious about this spiritual stuff, but it's really scary. Well, be brave and try it. And I would say start with something that feels a little less, maybe, maybe the spirit guide thing is like, wow, that's way out there. So start, start a little smaller, start with meditation um, or start with Reiki or start, start with something that doesn't feel so unreachable that it's like way out there. Start with something that's like, well, maybe start with the, well, maybe, um, and then go from there because the fact is, however you, whatever door gets you in, the universe is going to welcome you in that door and is going to lead you where you need to go. Path leads to path, leads to path, leads to path. And even if your ultimate destination is you're supposed to be some sort of crazy, amazing shamanic healer, you don't have to start there. Yeah, so true. And, and, and again, the universe is like, I always tell, this is like a mantra I say all the time. The universe is always working for you. Yes. Never against you. Correct. And, Even if it feels like it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. And you know, it's one of those things. I love how you said to the path leads to the path leads to the path. You're going to keep being guided and assisted mm-hmm. and nurtured and supported along that way. And that's why, you know, again, you have spirit guides. I know it sounds foreign to some people, but it's, I always, again, like you said, it's just a group of peeps. It's a group of animals. It's a group of plants, trees, you name it. Right. They're, they're all there to support you in this journey. Um, and would you agree? It's kind of like a muscle. You got to start, you got to start building it up. slowly. It's absolutely like a muscle. Yeah. And yes, I would definitely build slowly. Um, and then continue to play, like continue to exercise it. Cause it's completely a muscle. Yeah. I love it. Um, so we got, we talked a little bit about some meditation. We talked a little bit about, we got into some of the spirit guides and stuff like that. Um, let me see here. I know you do some Oracle card readings and yes. stuff like that too. Uh, do you mind first explaining what they are for the listeners and then we sure can dive into that. Sure thing. So Oracle cards are basically all about getting divine guidance. Um, like particularly for people who haven't yet developed that relationship with their guides, but maybe they know they exist, but they're just not completely sure if they're understanding the message or how to get the message or whatever. Um, getting an Oracle card reading is a great way for those people to, to, to get that message and be sure that it's really the message. And then it can, and people who choose to use it this way can then take that a step further and say, okay, well, my intuition was saying X and the reading says the same thing. So cool. Let, and like, you can start to use that to train yourself in ways too. Um, I love well, it. Thank and, you. and so when it, when, when, so it's basically just a, another tool of a yes. communication yep. to connect. It is. It is. They're different from tarot in that tarot is a lot more about trying to tell you what lies in your future and not necessarily like 20 minutes in your future or like a month in your future, but like years in your future. And I'm as much as I know that there is this divine plan and I re, my image of the universe is that there is these little elves that every time we are free will, we make a wrong decision because of our free will. These little elves have to go and redraw the maps to try to get you back where you're going. <laughs> yes. Um, and, but we do have free will. And so because of that, tarot, I feel like is a lot tougher to 
verify and a lot tougher to actually get really solid advice from because we do have free will. Oracle yeah. cards don't look really, they, I mean, they're more about where you're at and getting you to your next step, not 15 steps. Yeah. So I feel like they're a lot more manageable in that way. So true. Because when you go to a psychic, I mean, that's what they, they're reading your energy and they're going into the right. future and, and, and sharing based on where you are. But like you said, you do have free will. You can change that. You can yes. shift that. And, and sometimes, I, you know, again, the, the power of free will will always override not only in the physical realms, but even in the spiritual realms, it always does. Yep. Um, that's why the elves get out there and they try to redraw the maps and the poor <laughs> things. We keep them so busy. But the other thing too, is like you have, well, even, in, even with your own blueprint, when you come into this world, you have, but it's all, it's all based on design. Cause I remember when I first learned about like blueprints and I'm assuming you know what blueprints are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought so. And so, you know, at first I read it because growing up, it was like, I learned that, you know, life is, it's, it's already kind of set for you. And this is what you're going to, you're, you're destined to experience. And I was like, I like that, but I feel, I always feel like I'm the creator in a sense in my own life. And I have guidance yeah. with me. Yeah, and, it's both. It's and, both. And so I'm always like, but if I don't like the plan, I can change along the way. And in my, I don't know about for you, but in my experience, I found out that it would be true where um, it, there is a set plan and this is where we're going. I mean, this is my experience of design to get. But if I get here and also I'm like, forget that experience, don't want to do it. I'm out. I can go. Yeah. And, and I agree with you, like, because we do have the free will, but at the same time, I think that um, as much as we are very much in charge of running our lives here on earth because we are living a human existence. There's also a reason that we're here. We all have a mission and a purpose. And so everything that we go through is about getting us to that mission and purpose. And so maybe like your mission and purpose was to heal, obviously, right? You are a healer. And so initially for you, that looked like chiropractic, but then you got into it and you were like, "Mm, no, forget this experience because it wasn't the right delivery of your healing. Yep. Right. So the mission is very broad rather than specific and we can reject the specifics. We can't necessarily reject the broad purpose. Totally agree with you there. Yep. I'm with you hundred percent. And uh, it's funny you said it like that. Cause I'm like, dang, did I tell her anything? No, <laughs> no, I love chiropractic <laughs> and I, I, I am so happy to be a chiropractor and what I do and, and healing on a level, helping teaching people that they can heal on a level uh, that's higher than, or I don't like saying the word higher. Cause that's that, to me that ego <laughs> kicks in a little bit there. Yeah, uh, I agree. But just at a different level. Um, yeah. But now, you know, I was always told like, you know, eight, 10 years ago, I remember I met with uh, different, you know, again, universe sets up people in your life as guidance Mm -hmm. as, hey, get over here. You're going the wrong way. Um, And they kind of told me for a long time that you'll be doing this type of healing. Also, that's what you're more destined to. That's what you're more natural to you. And I'm always like, I don't get that or understand it. But that was back then. And now I'm like just stepping into it. Like, all right. So I always tell people like, if you never get up to the plate. How do you ever know you're going to hit a home run? Exactly. Step up to the plate to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So very cool on that. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, free will, very powerful stuff. I must say. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And I I also noticed too, you have books. Yes. Let's talk about them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to know? (laughs) I know you have a, so anyone who ever wrote a book, I always ask them, who is the book really written for? Well, so it depends which one we're talking about. Um, the, the, the Adri's Big Dream, um, it's honestly, 
I wrote it with the intention of helping kids to believe in themselves and to not feel like they have to go whatever path that society is telling them. But since it's been out in the world, so many people have taken so many other really beautiful and amazing messages from it, adults and kids alike, that I think now I didn't really write it. Spirit wrote it and Spirit wrote it for everybody. Yep. Um, Love it. Yep. And my next, my next kid's book is actually with the illustrator right now. Um, it's called The Little Lost Bee. And it's, it's literally, I'm, I'm a beekeeper and I'm very passionate about the environment and I'm vegan and, and everything else. So um, for me, the point of the book is to really teach people the truth about bees and to make them as excited about saving the bees and therefore actually our food supply yeah. um, as I am. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I have this sense that people are going to read it and go, wow, but this and this and this, and I'm going to be blown away again, which is great. Um, I love it. Uh, yeah. The other three books that are on my website right now, the ones about learning to hear your spirit guides, yep. um, they're ba- those are basically workbooks and they were intended for teens and above really, um, who, pe- but who want to learn to communicate with their spirit guides. And what I, f- I actually wrote the books first and then developed the class later. But what I figured out was that spirit had me write the books to really sort of be a companion to the class. It just didn't happen in that order. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's a uh, good, great stuff. And I love when you were talking about like, you know, spirit wrote it and this is what it is and this and that. Yep. Uh, I was thinking of a quote that I had to pull up real quick and mm-hmm. it was by BJ Palmer, who is the, he was the son of the founder of chiropractic. Okay. And, uh, he said, you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it's so true. I have it in my, in my office in my, because I always tell people like, you never know, like if you're really in tune with spirit, if you're really connected with yourself, You'll say something, and I've done this so many times, and I know you have also, and I know many others have too, where you, you'll you say something, and you're, you have no clue. You're like, oh, I just said it. I don't know. It came to me. Here you go. I have no, you have no attachment emotionally right. it, to it. it. It just came out of your mouth. Yeah. Right? No <laughs> ego behind it, and you're like, I didn't know anything. And all of a sudden, you like transformed their life by something you said. And, you know? and, and you don't even mean to. Yeah. Yeah. You have no Sometimes. intentions. Sometimes it's literally as simple as you smile at somebody in the grocery store and their whole yeah. day is different. Like li- literally that has happened to me. I've, I've been, and I, let me just tell you, I will be very honest with you and your listeners. I hate grocery shopping with like, <laughs> the passion of a thousand sons. I hate it, but it's necessary. Yeah. And I try to get myself into a mindset of gratitude when I go. I'm grateful that I have the money to buy the food. I'm grateful for the food. I'm great. Like I try to get into that mindset before I go because it makes it a little less painful. Yeah, I hear you. And more, more often than I can even tell you, I will smile at somebody who really in my head, I'm going, oh, can you please just get your carriage out of the damn aisle? Nah. But I'll smile at them because I'm trying to be nice. And literally, they'll, they will fall over themselves trying to move their cart. And they're like, I've been having such a bad day. And I'm so sorry. And the next thing you know, I'm getting their entire life story about why they were in such a bad place. But the fact that I didn't yell at them about their cart just made them feel better. Say. And it literally, like, sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> well, as I always say, always, you never know where the, the path or the, what, the, what the person's going through, the battle they're facing that day. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's what I always advocate on people too. You never know. So, and, and, and so I always come from a higher, a higher place or, or just a, um, I don't know, positive, I guess. Um, the way that I put it is I try to filter 
and, and I emphasize try because I am certainly not perfect, but <laughs> I try to filter everything I do and say through compassion love before it. I do it. Yeah. That's how I put it. I love um, it. And that's the way to do it. I mean, we're all, we're all battling and, and, and so if we're all battling something. Uh, we are, yeah, we are. I mean, that's part of being human is we all have these challenges because that's how spirit teaches us things. <laughs> yes. Um, I love, I always love to say, uh, I share with people a lot and tell them, uh, life is all about contrast. Mm-hmm. Without the contrast, we don't get the lessons and experiences. You well, know? And you don't appreciate it either. Like if life was just good all the time, you wouldn't appreciate it. You wouldn't be grateful for it. So true. I love it. Yeah, so that's the power, and that's uh, the power of you know to just being in the moment and doing what you do. So uh, appreciate that, and you continue rocking here. Um, well, and I think I'm we're good here. I'm trying to see anything else that before I noticed soul work. I'm assuming that's with the spirit guides. No, that's very no. well. It isn't. It isn't. What? Right, let's so, talk. Okay, so. For me, it's with my spirit guides because they help me with everything, um, particularly when it comes to souls. But what it really is, is, and I I don't feel I can charge for this service. So this is something I just put out there. If people feel compelled to make a donation, fine. But I put this out there as my gift to the world. Um, What happens is, so when people die... It happens usually in one of two ways. Either the soul has had time to prepare, like with my grandfather, you know, he, he had, he had been, you know, he'd been, he was 101. So he'd been aging and ultimately he actually had a stroke and, you know, it was about 18 hours later that he finally passed and whatever. Um, But then, and so in those cases, the soul can usually find its way home because it's had time to prepare and start to leave the body and make its plans. And it knows where it's going. It's packed its luggage basically. Right. So it knows what's happening. Yeah. But in time, but let's say there's been a car accident or God forbid, a shooting or some other, you know, more violent, sudden death. Sometimes, actually not just sometimes, quite often, souls get stuck. They're like, I'm confused. And they wind up hanging around. And so what this soul work is, is I, I go out and I help and I, with my spirit guides, locate those souls and help them find their way home. Gotcha. And yeah, so it's, it's beautiful and heartbreaking and I just, I can't, I can't in any way charge for it. It's just my gift for the world. And <laughs> so. I love it. Yeah. And is it, so you said it, most of the time it does happen where someone. Yeah. Rare accident happens and boom. They, they, yeah. So just, when I was learning this, we, we had to go to obviously on, you know, on another plane, we went to places where there had been like a natural disaster and helped groups of souls find their way home in that instance. We also had to go and just say, all right, spirit guides, take me to a single soul that needs to find their way home. And for me, it was a car accident. There was this, yeah, I don't even know how long ago it was or whatever, but there was a car accident and it happened really fast. And the soul was just kind of stuck at the scene of the accident. And so I had to, again, help the, you know, help that person get where they needed to be. Gotcha. And is it one of the things for the soul, just for the listeners to understand a little deeper, um, where it comes in, like it's, it's, it's in this reality. And then all of a sudden they see their body and they're like, uh, hold on. That was, that was me. And they can't make the connection or how's that work? The experience is different for every soul. Um, you know, just like what, where their home is, is different for every soul. Um, but it, it so it can, I mean, it can be like you described where they see their body and they're like, what just happened? Sometimes that doesn't even happen. They're just disconnected and they're like, I don't get it. 
<laughs> what is going on? Like, they're just like, what is even happening? Um, sometimes they know that their body has passed on, but they don't know how to get home. Like yeah. they recognize that they are just a soul. They recognize that the body has, is gone. They recognize they're not where they're supposed to be, but they don't know how to get where they're supposed to go. Yeah. And I know one of the things in my studies I've done uh, about afterlife, near-death experiences and all that, one of the things I've always heard, and I don't know if you've, you've heard this at all or experienced this, is sometimes if they just ask for help, mm-hmm. the help will always show up, but sometimes they, they just don't realize to, to ask. ask. Yeah, like yep, exactly. And there was a book out, um, got a lot of popularity, um, Heaven's Proof, I believe it's called, okay. uh, by a lawyer. And he was actually, I don't know, I think he was an atheist. Um, Don't correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong. I read this a while back. But um, his whole thing was he thought there was no life afterwards. It was just, this is it. One life Mm -hmm. and you're done. And he shares what he went through in his experience after he passed on or in a near-death experience. I'm sorry. Obviously. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But long story short, he, uh, he was in that experience and then all of a sudden he asked, he's like, he didn't like it. It was really dark and gloomy. And he was just like, help me. I don't want this. And as soon as he said the words, help me, boom, instantaneously. Help arrives. Yep. Everything shifted and changed. And it's, and it's true. And, and like, I know from my, from working with souls, the way that I do to help them get home, there will be day, like, there will be days when I just wake up and I'm just not myself. I don't feel right. I'm either physically or emotionally, sometimes both. And I've learned over time that that's actually a soul going, please help me. And so what I've learned to do is when I wake up like that, I immediately, before I have breakfast or anything else, I immediately just go on a journey and say, okay, guides, take me to this, take me to this soul that needs my help. And I help them. And then the rest of my day is much better because I'm not walking around going, I don't feel right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> drain your energy to try to get you to pay attention. I love it. They do, they, well, they don't know what else to do, right? Of so course. they, you know, they they just they're doing what the best that they can to get our attention, and we have to interpret it. So, well, that's the other thing too, um, and, and I know you'll definitely have you could chime in on this even more. Is like you know, people who have a, they 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 see a ghost in their house, yeah. And they freak out. And of course, TV and movies has done. They totally demonized it. They demonized it. And I don't know about you, but my experience has been 99 plus percent of the time, they're not there for harm. I would say 100% of the time, they're not there for harm. Yeah. And and even the ones that do harm, they're not doing it to to do harm. They're doing it because they don't know how else to get our attention. Yeah. And 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 that's why, because I've done... uh, um, a couple times, so like I had, you know, I get, a, I bought a house, and all of a sudden, I kept seeing something in my house, and and, yeah. and of course, you don't see it with your eyes. I don't see, I, I, you know, that's the other thing. Free will, you get to choose how you want to see things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never want to see it with my eyes. I never do, <laughs> so I shut that off. Yeah, I'll feel it, and I'll see it in my head. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, first thing I always before I used to be really afraid because as a kid I would feel this and see this, and I didn't mm-hmm. know. Uh, what that was, but now yeah, it was creepy. Oh yeah. But it was one of those things where you, um, and like you said, I would do all of a sudden I look, I asked some questions. Why are you here? Why haven't you shifted over? And I would just feel their energy. I don't communicate. I'll ask the question, but I have to feel it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't get the auditory. Answer. No, I don't. Yeah. I'm not auditory with it at all. And, um, but it'd be cool. And then all of a sudden I do some prayers. I do a little ceremony kind of thing for them. And then all of a sudden they're like, 
I feel this immense love and I'm like, wow, okay, I guess they, Mm -hmm. and then they're not here anymore. And I'm like, all right, cool. So very cool stuff. Um, Sarah, as we're winding down here before we get into here, um, how can people get a hold of you? How can they, you know, they look so, um, in, in your show notes, I assume you'll put my website. Oh yeah. I'll um, have all that there. Yeah. So website, social media, um, on my website, there is a contact form. Um, it's been tested and retested. It totally works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, face, Facebook is good. I'm on, I'm based, I'm, I'm, I'm on Facebook most of the day. Um, so those, those are the two best ways to get a hold cool. of me. Um, but I'm also on Instagram. I don't check that as much, but if, if that's your preferred thing, that's cool. Awesome. Well, very cool. Well, I want to thank you for having, having you on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. And uh, definitely we'll uh, have you on again very soon uh, in the near future here. Cool. Um, I would love to come back. Yeah. Dive in some more deeper stuff, but this was yeah. uh, this was a good opening for a lot of the listeners, I think. So yeah, um, totally. I greatly appreciate you having and uh, we'll, we'll have you again soon. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is DrVic21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash DrVicManzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.